This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Frost. My guest today is the great British young rider, Tegan Jones. She's a show jumper. She's based in Dorset. And uh, at 21, she's already represented Great Britain. Can't wait to find out her story. This is Horse Hour. Today, I'm really excited about my guests. We've got a young rider on, um, and she's young because I feel really old. But actually, she's not that young. She's 21, and her name is Tegan Jones, and she is an absolute superstar in the show jumping world right now. Tegan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am really well, thank you. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast um, because you're you're a local girl to me. You live relatively close. So um, I've done a bit of uh, Facebook stalking. <laughs> And um, I feel that I need to come and meet your horses because they look amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, um, your, your horses look like dream horses to us. To be able to show jump, um, it, it's just, it feels like such a dream away. Um, but can you share with us one of the best things that you've done this year? So the best thing I've done this year is I got chosen to represent Great Britain <gasps> in Austria uh, for the Young Riders Nations Cup. Oh my goodness. How was that for you? What did it make you feel like when you got the phone call? So it was surreal, really. It was so last minute. Um, So I got asked and then it all got emailed over to me. um, And we only had about three days to plan to go to Austria. Um, So it was quite short notice, but oh my God, it was unreal. So is this, this is the, must be the biggest thing you've ever done. Yeah, the biggest thing, definitely. Definitely. Um, what was it? Was this a plan? Was there a strategy? Or did you, what did you do leading up to that? So I had to go to Chepstow International um, and I jumped the big tour all week, which they watch you um, and then select you at the end of the show. So it was my last year to do so. And I have been trying to for the past couple of years but never really quite made it so it was my last year to really kind of prove myself and um dad actually went and paid the bill in the secretary's office and tony um the selector came up to me he was like would you like to be selected um to go out to austria and i was like i was like oh my god yes like i had to keep really cool and be like yeah (laughs) but and then so i rang dad and i was like dad i've just been selected to go to austria and he was like i just started crying i'm in the secretary's office (laughs) um so yeah it was just amazing so we had to go home um and dad works full time so he was like had to book off basically a week off work um to drive me out to Austria and compete it was it was just amazing oh my goodness um, and where's your mum in all this so mum is has to stay at home unfortunately she has to look after all the animals <laughs> she would have loved to come but just with all the animals and everything at home she had to stay at home yeah, well, you know, us mums have to keep everything going whilst you're off enjoying yourself, you know. <laughs> I know. Work, working really hard. But how nice for you to be able to share those experiences with yes. your dad. Yeah, it was amazing. And is he a rider? No, he's never ridden in his life. So what, so <laughs> how, so what does he do? I'm feeling so, like building work or, you know, does, <laughs> it, does he build houses for a living? No, so he is a dentist. <laughs> oh, okay. So you a dentist that has a show jumper, an, an amazing show jumper for the daughter, <laughs> as a daughter. Is this something that you 
always said to him, Dad, you know, I love horses. This is what I want to do. Or did he and your mum get together and go, right, this baby's going to be super famous. We've got to make her famous at something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, um, to be honest, I don't think any of them really liked horses, beginning with. Um, So I actually started a school when I was in about year three or four. And one of the um, out-of-school clubs was horse riding. And um, before I started this school, we've moved to a house and it had a couple of acres of land. And we were like, we don't know really what to do with it. So I saw the out of school club, which was horse riding. So I was going on and on and on to dad as like a little girl would, because like every coat, like you always want to ride a pony when you're a kid as a little mm-hmm. girl. And he was like, no, you're not doing it. And I was just going on and on. He was like, right, that's it. You can do it. So it started off like that, really. And then because we just moved house and we had a few acres, we thought, right, we'll go out and buy a Shetland pony. (laughs) And yeah, it kind of all started from there. (laughs) That was it. You fell in love. Can you remember the first riding school that you went to? Yes. So it's literally 10 minutes up the road from me. So I started um, with the school. So I think it was once a week after school they would drive you to the riding school and you would go and have a riding lesson and I did that for I think about a year and I was like right dad I really want my own pony so we went out and we got a 13-2 New Forest pony um, which had been there done it all kind of so I got it home and she was quite naughty and I didn't I didn't really like it much because she was she was quite naughty and she's been there and done it all and I was like so she went in the field for, I think it was about a year. And then and then I didn't really bother with her. And after a year, I thought, you know what? I really, really want to give it a go again. So I said, Dad, we'll sell this 13 too. And we, I said, I'll get something a bit younger, which is a bit more of a novice. So I can actually do something with it. Mm. So we went out and bought a 14-1 Welsh Depony. Um, and that turned out to be the naughtiest thing ever, but I loved it. <laughs> he I was would... say you've gone from a new forest to a Welsh yeah, tea. <laughs> I know. But he was really naughty. He used to rear um, every time I got on him, but he was he gave me a challenge. So I had him. We did some one-day events. We did some dressage. We did a bit of cross-country, um, and then we thought about it, and we actually affiliated him and we used to go out every other weekend and jump the meter classes and he used to win them and win them and win them so I thought right it's getting a bit boring now he could only jump up to about a meter meter 10 so I thought right we need to go buy a really really young one now (laughs) (laughs) so we ended up selling him um so and then we went and bought a Connemara he was just turned five I think he was um a little done one for eight pony I think he jumped about one or two classes in Ireland. Um, so he was quite a baby baby for me. Um, so we brought him home. I thought, right, we affiliate him and we take him to some shows and just see what he can do, really. Um, and then that pony turned out to take me to Hoy's three years, um, two oh years goodness. for the Fox Hunt Pony Final, one year for the Pony Show Jump Final. Um, he took me to... Hickstead for the Royal International Horse Show. He came second in the final there. And he took me around my first European trials. So he was just the most unbelievable pony. Um, so, yeah, and, and so then along that, the way... Considering, considering your poor dad and your poor mum, <laughs> who know nothing about horses, you know, I they've know. got to travel all like They've got to find these horses, <laughs> travel all over the country, go to Hoys. I'm overwhelmed about Hoys and I know horses, you know. Imagine how overwhelming that must be for them. I know. I was just a 12-year-old girl whose dream had just come true for qualifying Hoys. And it was just amazing because I was just dragging mum and dad to do all these qualifiers. They had no idea what was going on. And to be honest, neither did I. I was only about 12. So I had... I had no idea either. <laughs> so who was supporting you through all this? Did you have a local instructor that, you know, helped you through? So for the first couple of years, I decided that I wanted to teach myself and produce the pony myself. Um, wow. and then, That's very brave so, of you with no yeah. instructing support. <laughs> yeah. or... So I did that. And then I said to mum and dad, I said, look, we're getting a bit better at things. I said, I think I need a little bit of help to help me along the way. So I had a local woman help me. But I thought, you know what? I preferred training myself at that time. I just liked producing them and doing them in my own way and just 
just doing it all myself um so yeah I just I trained myself for quite a few years really and then until I was late pony years I didn't really have a instructor full-time really but what did you do Tegan when there were when there were problems with the horses because you know they don't always go how how we want yeah and I tend to look elsewhere for the answers yeah what did you do if you came across problems so I think I was really lucky really I think I just sussed many things out myself and just worked the way around it or I would just I just watch YouTube videos of just all the top show jumpers and just watch all their videos and just just look at all of them and really take tips from all of them because I think the best thing is just watching people and just watching videos because that is like the best way to learn. So what sort of rider and horsewoman would you say you are? Where, where would you pick up most of your kind of skills from? To be honest, it was a selection really. It was mainly like the top show jumpers like John Whisker, Ellen Whisker, all the ones you look up to when you're younger. So I just watched a load of videos of them and just pick little bits out of all of it really and kind of put it all together at home and just I just trial and errored it really at home mm. um, with the help of mum and dad not really knowing what they're doing <laughs> me saying put this there put that there this many strides and I think they were just so baffled <laughs> oh but it's worked I mean look at you now yeah. great British young rider so exciting yes. I know so- in between then, so you got to the stage where you needed a little bit of extra help. Um, yeah. So did you did you go and try and source a, a coach or so did you just I... do the, you know, the, the YouTube, YouTube Plus? Because you can get these online courses now, can't you, that, that, that yeah, help I you know. learn? I, I don't think they were around when I was a bit younger, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I just looked on the local pages and found a local woman who was just offering some training. Um and I had her for a couple of years. She was actually an eventer, so she was really good on the flat. So that really helped me um, produce my ponies properly on the flat. Because um, it's it, the flat work is just so important, especially when you're training them to be at like the top level. It is just such a big thing. So she was really good with the flat, and she was also really good with the jumping as well. So it, both of them combined together was just like so helpful. So I had her for a few years and um, I have her now and again, but she mainly lives her life in America. Uh, I see so many girls at Horse of the Year show and at Olympia and that, you know, they're qualifying, they're doing really well. And then they struggle to then keep it going. They struggle to, to make it a little bit further than that and to get selected. So what was it? What was the magic, Tegan? We need to, we need some of this magic. (laughs) To be honest, I think I was just very lucky. Um, I had my mum and dad supporting me. So they were really, uh, I was really lucky to move on to horses um, and have a couple of horses brought for me. So I had my first horse, which he was a really good learning horse. He was the best little speed horse ever. And he, he was one you had to really ride. So he taught me. Um, quite a lot he was only 15 to 15 three so it was quite a nice height moving on from ponies um, and then we actually went and brought the chestnut horse which actually took me to the young riders so I've had him since a seven-year-old so we were looking for kind of a horse to get me up to that level but a young one also to produce a little bit more so we actually went up to Billy Toomey's <laughs> and me being 16 riding in front of Billy Toomey was a bit scary <laughs> um so yeah so we went up and tried him and he was a seven-year-old um and he was just amazing I just got on and he was just like just counter down to this and I think it was like a 140 vertical and I was just like okay just breathe <laughs> so yeah coming down to all of this um, and he was just the most amazing horse. So we ended up buying him. Um, we've still got him now. He took me to my young riders. And we didn't really think he was going to take me as far as the young riders and everything that he has done for me. Um, so, yeah, so we bought him. And the first year, um, I had him for a couple of months and he was jumping. So we were out jumping about 120, 130 just to get to know him. And then, unfortunately, after about three, four months of having him, he had severe allergies. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, we had absolutely no idea what to do. Um, his 
whole body was just covered, like literally covered. I couldn't even ride him. And we, we're not a horsey family. We don't have the backup of knowing the knowledge from mum and dad and everything. So I was just, I was just stuck. Um, so we had the vets and everything and they could only do so much and stuff. So we were like, so we rang Billy up and we were saying, he's come out in all these harms. What do we do? So we're like, so he goes, oh, just get the vets to come and get some blood off him and send it to America. Still at this point, we were like, this is crazy. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so we had to take these bloods for him and get them sent off to America. And they actually made a injection which um, changes his immunity to what he's allergic to. Wow. So he's, yeah, so he's on an injection every month. Um, and he has been for the past three, four years um, to change his um, allergies and all that kind of complicated stuff. So actually, after I first had him, he had nine months fully off work. What, what, so, did, what did you find out he was allergic to? <laughs> so this is going to sound really stupid, but he is actually allergic to types of grass. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, that's not that crazy because I have a, I a horse in the yard at the moment that's allergic to um, pine trees. Yeah. So um, if he's near pine trees, he can't breathe. Yeah. So oh. he's also allergic to dust mites. Mm-hmm. And um, what else was he allergic to? Dust mites, grass. And you, you know, in the summer, you get those tiny little black biting bugs that land mm. all on them. He's allergic to them as well. So it was probably mm. all the three most common, most difficult kind of ones. Um, so, yeah, he is the most high maintenance horse. <laughs> Every time I say it to people, they are just baffled with what we do with him. Um, so he it's going to sound crazy to everybody listening. So every day he has a clean rug on. So every day once he's worn a rug, it has to go in the wash and be disinfected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, His stable has to be hoovered every week or so to get rid of all the dust. Um, His numbness are washed every time he's worn in them. He's bathed every week or so. He's hot washed every other day. Um, He is just so high maintenance um, but he's so yeah. lucky to have you to, to do those, all those things yeah and to, i think and he the, is and the <laughs> fact that you can, that. <laughs> and the fact that you can do all those things because i find most a lot of the stories that i've heard with horses with allergies like such as um dust mites the horses yeah. have to live out they live out all the time yeah, because then they don't have the stables have mm. you thought about that um well i think we're a bit skeptical because we're a bit scared of leaving them out at night. So he is like a baby to us. So he, <laughs> he goes out in the day um, and then he comes in at night. But the stable's not an issue. So we had, so with shavings wise, he can't be on uh, normal wood shavings. So we started him off on paper bedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, they stopped delivering to us. So we couldn't use that anymore. And then there was a local company up the road which did actually egg box shavings. So we found that worked really well for him because there wasn't too much dust um, Mm. compared to the shavings. So he was on the egg box shavings for a couple of years. And then and it's, got to be com- well, it's got to be well ventilated as well. But yeah. I, I promise you, all our horses live out 24-7. And yeah. they do so well of it. Because they. what I find is that it makes them calmer. Because yeah. they're, 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 uh, they, can, they, well, they can eat 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So you do have to keep on top of their weight. Yeah. Um, but they're getting the exercise they need. It's really good for their circulation. It's great for their gut because they're eating all the time. So you can tell I'm a massive advocate. <laughs> horses living out all the time but, but I've been where you yeah. are where my horse was stabled and he couldn't be stabled mm. because of an injury so I had no choice and the, uh, yeah. but to let him live out and the guilt and the fear that I had was insane I mean if I tell you I used to cat <laughs> I used to camp at the field because I was really? so afraid that somebody would come and steal him <laughs> but actually oh. I now love it. Like, I really love yeah. it. And, and he's he's so much better because of it. Yeah. So maybe I think it's, throughout the summer, give it a go and yeah. camp out. I'll come and camp with you. I don't mind until you're not so nervous. <laughs> he, he goes out um, most days, providing the weather's okay. If it is torrential rain, he will stay in for the day. Um, mm. But yeah, he does, he does get out most days. And um, I think that is a really important for the horse's 
for their minds and everything. Um, mm. And we also, uh, we just like, it, especially with his allergies, we like to keep his body breathing. So I think it works really well. He stays out um, in the day for a few hours and then in at night. So he's not he's not in the stable for an, like an overly long amount of time. Mm. So he's still getting, he's on the walker with no rug. He's getting like, he's always got his body breathing and all those kind of things. And he's on so many supplements to help him with his body as well. Oh, what supplements do you use? So he's on garlic seaweed, which mm. we get from Ireland. Um, he is on electrolytes because mm -hmm. um, that is just the key for every day. Um, and then he is on Karen oil. So Karen oil almost gets rid of all kind of the bad stuff inside them and stuff. And then he is on what else? Oh, foresight gels because he is getting a little bit older now and he just needs that extra help with his muscles. Um, so he's been on that and we've really like we really think that does work for him because mm -hmm. um, he is he is one of those if he works quite hard, even though he's been walked off, he come out the stable and he looked a bit stiff. But since he's been on it, he just walks out the stable and he's just he's just he just looks like a six year old. You wouldn't think he's twelve and getting a bit older now. <laughs> Amazing. And what so, do you have, Tegan? Yeah. Do you have all these things in your diet, or are you still on? You know, like I'll eat whatever because I'm. Yeah, what what I'm are a you on? <laughs> I'm a bit bad. I do eat. I do eat quite well, but I'm not. I'm not on all those supplementy kind of. Diet, <laughs> like because it, well, but... it makes me laugh. It makes me because we give our horses all these phenomenal things, and they get hot washes and they I get know. clean rugs every day. And I bet you put the same pair of jumpers on three days in a row. No, washed every day. Washed oh, really? every day. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit for those. If I smell a bit horsey at the end of the day, I'm like, no, in the wash they go, in the shower I go. <laughs> but but my point is, we give our horses so much, which is amazing. But sometimes we neglect ourselves a little bit. We and do I think a little. So yeah. important that you know we are eating the right food for our horses as well you know that we're yeah. fit and that we, we you know we're not I still get stitches when I'm sitting trot sometimes it's <laughs> always a thing I need to work on but, you know that, that we've got to make sure that we're looking after ourselves as well yeah definitely definitely so do you have a fitness regime? Well, you're still young. What am I asking? You're nowhere near needing <laughs> fitness regimes yet. 21. Get to 34 and you'll be phoning up going, oh, my God. I had to try and run 20 minutes around the block the other day. And I nearly collapsed. Oh, that's that's like me. I'm no one for being a runner or anything like that. But consider when I was in school, to be fair, I was really sporty. Um, I was in all the top um, classes for all the sports. But to be honest, since I've left school, it's just been horses. Mm. um it's just we haven't horses. got time for anything else have you? i know so, yeah so so tell me tell me then i need to know more you <laughs> um do you have a string of horses or is it is it are they all yours yes so they're all currently mine um which i'm very lucky to have um so i have currently two which i compete and then i have another one on the way in a couple of weeks time oh you lucky girl. so yes i'm what's really the lucky new one? what's the new one like so the new one is a baby. He is just turned four and he was broken a couple of weeks ago. He, um, he's currently still with the um, old rider because he's just got to go to a couple of shows before he comes. And I go on holiday in a few weeks. So we thought it's just best for him to stay there and have the right type of work instead of coming here and then having nothing to do for a week because mum and dad aren't horsey. They don't do any other horses. So if I'm not here... Um, the best thing the horses can do is go on the walker. So mm. it's it's really difficult. I have to work it around everything. And so, yeah, that is that is the downside of it, not having horsey parents. But then again, it's all my work and it's just it's just the best when you just get the results from yourself. And do you work full time or is this your full time? Are you like a yeah. full time show jumper? So, yeah, just I'm um, full time show jumper at the moment, still making the most of it with all the support. Well, and do you get to earn any money with this? Like, do you sell horses and make some money to help fund it? So I currently don't really buy and sell at the moment. Um, just I do a bit of teaching on the sideline. Um, but really, it's just concentrating on my own horses and being lucky enough to be supported still mm. um, and just making the most of it and just just seeing how far like if if 
dad doesn't want to support me in a couple of year times well that's completely understandable there's always a way round of doing other things with horses whereas working as a rider for someone so there's always different ways of going about it and everything how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm. You're very lucky, really lucky yes. to be in that, that, that position to, um, to be able to just ride. I'm so jealous. I'd love to be able <laughs> to just go riding every day. Um, so you're, uh, I, I noticed on your Facebook, because you're really great yes. at putting videos on Facebook, um, you put a video on Facebook of the first time a horse jumped a six-bar gate. Which yes. horse was that? Could you tell us about it? Uh, so that was my younger horse, Hannah. She's eight years old. And we were competing the other day and I just finished jumping and my friends were like, oh, we're doing six bar. You should really do it. And I was like, really? I've never jumped a six bar in my life. <laughs> um, it sounds a bit scary because I've always watched them and always thought, you know what, that is huge, like <laughs> really big. So I thought, you know what, she is a really careful mare and she's really responsive. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go, see how she goes. There's no pressure um so yeah I think she got to the third or fourth round I think amazing <laughs> so, yeah we came joint third so that oh. was that wasn't too bad <laughs> well done Thank and you. So is, there a, is there a time Tegan I'm, I'm looking back and you know the fact that you have produced all these horses yourself to this level is absolutely incredible and, yeah. and it gives all of us hope because in one respect, you've been really lucky that you've had a lot of support from your parents. Yeah. But in the other respect, they know nothing. I know. <laughs> so they it can't is... advise you. They can they can buy the horses, which is great. Yeah. But they, they're not buying you uh, pre-made horses and saying, there you go, Tegan, off you go, go and compete. They're buying you horses yeah. which you need to train and you need to work with. So yeah. was there a section between 16 and 21 where you had, you know, professional support with people that could actually guide you in the right direction? Um, so when I brought Timmy, my chestnut one off Billy to me, I had I went up there a couple of times training. So I was really lucky to have him um, help me train with him. Um, and then, to be honest, I was on the ACE course a couple of years ago so I had really good support with that alongside my horses and training and everything so that really helped as well but to be honest I've had a couple of people help me but because I'm in Dorset all the professional show jumpers live so far away mm. <laughs> which um, is such a downside to me because obviously training isn't the easiest of things between shows um, because they live so far away 
So it is just really pick and choose. But And then by the time I've gone up there and trained and come home and gone to a show, it's just so much time consuming. So I kind of... I kind of just wing it myself, to be honest. <laughs> I just, just just get on with it myself. I've had training over the years. So I think once you've learned how to do things properly and have all the tips from everybody, you can kind of put it all like together all yourself and just mm. work around it. Um, Dad's really good at helping me. He's always, he's always on the floor saying, do this, do this. And like, he was <laughs> like, I picked it up. Don't worry, I know what to do. I know when to say it. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just, it's just really just the little things really with Dad just being there saying little things and then with the horses, just training them myself and doing everything. I love that about you. I love that you've just seen something and thought, you know what, I'm going to wing it. I'm just going to give it a go. But it's interesting that you say your dad helps because although, you know, we are backseat riders and we do like to stand on the ground and shout and say, you know, have a get this. I think it really helps. It does add value. It does, Having someone on the ground that can just see those things that we don't necessarily feel like you know if I'm lopsided maybe one side then they can say oh you know shift your bottom over yeah definitely he's always there he's always give her a bit more room you need to get a bit deeper but and then he's there saying you need to sit up and then like your position so it's just the little things really and I think when someone else is watching you and seeing it you kind of take it from them because they can see it obviously when you're riding there's so many things to think about like you will miss a couple of things and you do need that person there to say look you need to do this you need to do this so it does really help him being on the floor but he is not horsey so sometimes we are a bit like come on dad <laughs> you've never sat on a horse in your lifetime <laughs> he is like yeah but I listen to everything everybody says <laughs> so he's always picking up tips from everybody and everything so yeah he just bless loves him. it bless him <laughs> oh he sounds lovely Really, he really yes. does. So you, at home then, um, do you have other horses? Do any of your friends keep their horses with you? Are you, are you on a yard or is it, no. is, it, is it a little bit isolated? So, yeah, so I'm just on a yard on myself, to be honest. Um, I'm really lucky to have my own yard at home um, and all my horses at home. So it is just my horses. Oh, lovely. But do you get lonely, Tegan? Um, sometimes, but I guess when you work on your own, you can kind of get things done and get everything done in your own way and when you want to. Mm. Whereas I think being with other people, there's always opinions and there's always people doing things differently. And I think, I think doing it yourself and just getting on with it is the best way because you don't have any distractions or anything. Mm. And I can just, I can just do things my way and when I want to, how I want to, without anybody saying anything or just any of that kind of stuff really (laughs) I think you'd be an amazing coach I think you'd be a really (laughs) great teacher and and going back to you know you said you started at a riding school I think that's fabulous because so many of the local riding schools are closing down now I know and it's a shame because there's nowhere for people to to learn and have that first ride yeah definitely you know pick up that passion that that has led you to this incredible career yeah definitely so I've got to ask you how did you get on in uh, in Austria so the team actually came third in well the final. So oh. yeah, we were on the podium. <laughs> so yeah, we, we did amazing. And then the first day of jumping, um, we came fifth. So yeah, and, he, and then in the last day for the Grand Prix, he was just a little bit tired and it was just a little bit hot. So we had a couple of a couple down, but to be honest, we weren't asking for the world. He had jumped the Nations Cup. He came f- fifth the first day. It was just... It was just the experience and learning everything and jumping such technical courses um, and being also in a team. There's not many shows you'd go to and really jump in a team um, for young riders, to be honest. I think it's it's amazing. You've done incredibly well. And and what's the next plan then? What are you going to do now that you've, you know, off the bucket list is the Nations (laughs) Cup? Where are we headed now? (laughs) So the next plan really is to establish the Chestnut One Timmy up to um, some bigger Grand Prix next year Mm -hmm. um, to get him consistently jumping some more Grand Prix um, and then hopefully to jump my first three-star show with (gasps) him. Amazing. Um, so yeah and then just have a couple of young ones along the side and just produce them and if they're going to sell they're going to sell and buy some more in so yeah 
And if you could, I've got to ask you, if you could, if there's any show jumper that you would just love to meet, to gain their knowledge, um, to help you on your journey, who would that be? I think it'd have to be Marcus Enning. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just, he's just unbelievable on a horse. Where's just, he based? So he is abroad. I think he is in Germany. Germany, oh, I'll, I'll get on the phone I'll <laughs> see if I can interview him for the podcast and then I'll say you've got to meet Tegan she's the one yeah. <laughs> so yeah he is just unbelievable the horses he's just yeah just one of those riders he's just unreal I'll get on that for you Tegan don't worry <laughs> um so is Marcus Ennings a show jumper then yes so he's an international show jumper ah uh, and is, is he from is he represent Great Britain no he's German Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Well, surely you should want a great British rider to be, you know, aspiring to be like. (laughs) Well, obviously Scott Brash, but you know. (laughs) Okay, okay. So it's Scott Brash. I won't tell him he's second on your list, Tegan, just in case you meet him one day. (laughs) Do you you ever go and watch them? Do you go to the big competitions and and watch and learn? Because I find you learn so much from just being in the warm-up arena. So, yeah, so um, I'm quite lucky to compete with a majority of them. Um, so, oh, really? Yeah, so when I normally jump, the chestnut, chestnut horse, he's normally up against um, the Whitakers um, and all, the, all those big names and everything. Wow. Are you, so, yeah. are you up against the, the original Whitakers or are you up against the next generation now? <laughs> so both, really. Um, so we're normally in the couple of class with John Whitaker, um, Michael Whitaker. So, yeah. Oh, well, Tegan, I take back that comment that I asked about who you aspire to be like then, because actually, you're, you're, I'm so sorry. The Queen That's is up right. there with you, are up there with them. Um, and, and, and isn't that, doesn't that just like blow your mind a little bit? That from yeah. a little girl, because I remember, you know, I remember going to Horse of the Year show when I was 13. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> there's me saying, I remember going there and watching these amazing riders. I forget, you were competing at Horse of the Year show when you were 13. So yeah, <laughs> it must have been when you were really little. There must be riders that you've seen now that you're now riding with that you looked yeah. then and thought, "Oh my goodness, I would just love to be them. I'd love to be doing that." Yeah. So to be honest, when I was younger, so all on the ponies, it would always be going to hoys and watching them all jump and everything. And then, like now these days. I'm competing against them. Um, they're in the bar in the evening. They're walking around the showground. It's just like, it's just, it's just amazing to be so young and look up to these people and then be with them competing alongside them. It's just, it's just amazing, especially warming up with them, watching how they like work their horse and how they jump. It's just, you're always learning something when you're just watching. It really is refreshing to talk to you because you've got such a lovely vibe about you. Um, there's a lot, a lot of positivity there. Um, but it does make me wonder, I don't think it's about age. I think it's about attitude. And yeah, you've come so far in such a short amount of time. But although saying that, it's not that short, it's 10 years. You know, you've been doing it for, for forever, for as long as you've been alive. But but everybody, when you're going through this journey, has good times when they're, yes. you know, reaping the rewards. And they also have some tough times. And I wonder... And I must stop talking about the age because it's not fair on you because, you know, because you're doing so well. But equally, there are struggles, I think, that you're, you will have hit at 16 mm-hmm. that many 28, 38, 48 year olds would really struggle with. So I'd love yeah. to know how you stayed so strong, what some of those times were and how you got through them. I think when I was, I was about 12 or 13, I had a really serious riding accident. Um, where I'd just bought a new one for eight pony and we were actually outside um, just working her. We didn't actually have an arena at the time, so it was just a field with a couple of poles everywhere. And I was just working her. It was, I think it was a summer day. Um, And we were just working her, just finished doing a bit of grid work. And Dad, I think he said he was just going indoors just to go grab a drink and stuff. And 
in that duration of when dad went inside i don't i to be honest i don't really can't remember what happened but uh depending what i was on we found out after she tied up severely inside um so she must have just bolted and just absolutely freaked out and where i was so young obviously there was nobody outside so my first reaction was to shout for someone because everybody Mm. was indoors and um so yeah they came out they found the pony had gone through a fence gone through wire (gasps) and there was just me lying on the floor in the field with a cracked helmet and a bleeding head basically so so yeah that so that was a really shocking time to me um because mum and dad were thinking is she just going to call it quits is she going to get back on a horse and I think I think then because I was so young and I was so determined to keep going um I was at hospital the same night and dad goes do you want to ride again I said look just get rid of the pony which it happened on I said I won't get on it again but I said I'll be back on a horse next week I said I'll I'll be fine (laughs) so Mm. the week later I was back on a horse and I think I think that really made me realize that these things do happen and they are horses they are like wild animals so you expect to have accidents and everything and I think you've just got to take it all in their stride and Mm. just just don't look at the negatives just think of the positives and just move on and just every every day is a new day um different things are going to arise and everything but I think as long as you've got a positive mentality towards it I think I think that is just the best way to go about it because there's no point dwelling on the bad things because you just you don't know when it's going to happen again and you just need to live every day how it is really totally agree with you but you've got quite a pragmatic approach um which I'm just a a sucker for horses and I love all of them (laughs) so I'd really struggle I think to sell I I could never sell blackjack he's my forever horse Um, and I think what I'm hearing from lots of people that compete is that you love the horses but they're there to do Mm -hmm. a job yeah when you're ready to move up you have to sell that one and buy another one and I'm interested to know how you feel at that time you know I guess if you, if a horse has hurt you maybe mm. it's a little bit easier to let that go and say look we've yeah. got to sell that one and and I'm yeah. sure you you know I'm not going to go into too much detail but I'm sure mm. that you told the new owners what had happened and said they mm. were fully aware and all that kind of stuff and the horse has a loving home now so the pony who actually got it off um I only had it about a week I think it was so it actually went back to the seller um, oh. And she said she would sell it on for me because I just I didn't really want anything to do with it having such traumatic injury with it. And mm. I think at that kind of age, mum and dad were very protective of that. If it happened again to me, um, it would just be the end of me because it was so close to like life and death because it was so so close to my eye and my like the socket of my eye. Um, so it actually went back to the person we bought her. But equally, um, I mean, it sounds like without, we don't want to talk about this too much. Yeah. We could talk about, you know, dodgy sellers for ages. But, yeah. yeah you I know, know. <laughs> potentially, potentially, you know, you've you've only had a horse for a week. You've got a serious accident. There's a, yeah. there's a bit of a responsibility for the, for the, for the seller there that yeah. they've, they've sold a pony. But anyway, I guess that my, my question is, how do you feel apart from that one then? Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel when you're, you've got your other ponies that have taken you so far and then you know yeah. you've got to sell them to then move up a stage? Is that, yeah. is that a tricky, it must be just so hard for you to be stuck in the it, middle it, there. Yeah, it was tricky, especially so when I turned 16, I had my last year in ponies and then I actually had to sell all of them. Um, and the one I had to sell, the one who took me to toys and everything. It was the hardest decision to sell him up. Obviously, you, you, I would want to keep him and just give him the nicest life in the field for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But um, that wasn't the case. Dad, was, Dad said, look, if you don't sell him, you can't get a horse. Um, if you sell him, the money go towards a horse. I don't like your dad anymore. I really uh, liked him, no, I but don't. I think I've I just... I didn't like him at that stage either. <laughs> I think he's got a little bit mean now and he's, he's, he's pulling rank. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I don't worry. I tried it a lot of times. I was like, Dad, look, just put him in the field. He's done everything. But that wasn't the case because he, he just, he went on and made other girls' dreams come true um, and took them so far. So I think, I think realistically selling him was the best thing I could have done for him because he's just made 
other young girls' dreams come true, um, made other people just so happy. And that's, I think that's just the best thing what could have come aris- like come from it. Mm. Um, so he's currently in Denmark at the moment. Wow, he really has yeah. travelled, hasn't he? Yeah, so we sold him to Ireland and then after she had finished with him in Ireland, he got sold to Denmark. <laughs> so yeah, but... It's just it just how it goes. Um, obviously, horses aren't cheap. So if you don't sell them, it's not easy to buy another one. So that mm. my pony money at the end of the day was to go towards my career on my horses. So it was necessary. Mm. Yeah, I know. As brutal as it is, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was heartbroken. This 16-year-old girl crying for about three days because I didn't want to sell my oh. pony. <laughs> but these things happen and I think looking back at it now okay it was tough but if that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am today mm, agreed and do you have do you think Jimmy is one is that what Jim is it Jimmy Timmy Timmy do you, Timmy. <laughs> do you think do you think Timmy's one that maybe would be because he's been with you for quite a while now so do you think he's one that might stick yeah. around for quite a few more years <laughs> yeah so we've <laughs> We've actually said he's never going to be sold. Um, and that is confirmed with mum and dad. Oh, that's it, dad, if you're listening. Just, Timmy yeah. is yeah. not going anywhere. I'll tell you what, don't worry. I'll have Timmy yeah. and we'll loan him out from my place. <laughs> and then he'll always have a job. <laughs> he is very crazy. Um, yeah, he's really naughty as well. So I don't think many people would want him like no. that. <laughs> he can't. He can't go hacking or anything. He is a bit of a fruit loop, but he is just—he's just the most unreal horse. Really, heard. what's unreal about him? Babe. Yeah, he's just—just just everything about him, um, how he works, and how he goes to a show. So if I go to a show, he'd be the one to grab everybody's attention mm-hmm. <laughs> and just be the really, really naughty one in the warm-up. Um, but as soon as he goes in that ring, he's just a completely different horse. But aside from that, he's the naughtiest horse to have on the showgrounds. Um, to trot up, he just just launches. He just gallops, just rears. He's just he's just like the child who just wants all the attention. And then when he's got his own way, he's happy. He is just he's just oh, like that. <laughs> he sounds amazing. Um, not one that I'd want at my yard yeah. now, though. Thank you. So I take that back. No. <laughs> I'm not that brave, Tegan. He can he can stay with you. But it sounds like you found your your perfect partner, and um, and you're having heaps of fun so, yeah. with him. So I'm so pleased for you. And um, yeah. so next steps then. Thank so the plan you. is to to head for Grand Prix. So in terms of 2019, what competitions do you need yeah. to go to? Do you need to get selected again, or is that it now? So I had my last year in Young Riders, so it's quite a big step um, up from now. So. Obviously, the next step would be Senior Nations Cup, but that is just still a long, long, long way to go. So it's just establishing myself um, with more horses, um, better results and just bigger and better shows, really. Um, And just getting just a bit more of a name for myself just to help me along the way. Mm. Okay, so Tegan Jones, that is that's Tegan's name. That's the one that you need to hear, Tegan jones show jumper and the lovely timmy are the people that we want to see um oh i can't wait i'm so so pleased for you and i and i really genuinely want you to be successful um and and to do between you to do the very best because i love your story i think that's what's important the fact that you're homegrown you. you've done it yourself i think it's amazing it's really it gives us hope I think that, you know, we don't have loads of money. We can't have coaches all yeah. the time. Most of us are lucky if we've got a field to be able to ride around the field, let alone having, you know, yeah, nice definitely. posh arenas. And, um, <laughs> and we can say we can do it because Tegan's done it. Yay! <laughs> exactly. So how can we follow? It doesn't you? matter what your parents come from. Yeah, although you're quite lucky because yours is a dentist, so you've got beautiful teeth. Yeah. <laughs> your Insta stories will be stunning. Um, how can we follow you on social media? So I'm on Instagram under Tegan Jones X. Um, I can send all the links. I've also got a Facebook page, uh, Tegan Jones Show Jumper. So that is the main two 
platforms to follow me on. Probably my Facebook's got more horses on it, whereas Instagram's a bit of personal and horses. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So we'll follow so, yeah. you on both of those. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really lovely catching up with you. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Best of luck. Um, stay in touch and um, I'd love to catch up with you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, you can listen to previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk or on iTunes, Acast, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM. Just hit subscribe so that every new episode automatically goes down to your mobile phone. Of course, whether you've got an iPhone or an Android, you can listen anywhere at any time. I was mucking out the other day and decided to listen back to some old episodes back in, gosh, 2015, where we had um, Matt Waterworth and the Bit Expert, uh, stories from Lucinda Fredericks. It's quite crazy going back that far. Um, but it is lovely because a lot of their stories are just still so relevant and their experiences are just still so relevant today um really fascinating so uh, i hope you've had a really good week with your horse what have you been up to i'd love to see your pictures and your videos don't forget to tag us at horse hour and hashtag horse hour we're heading into the autumn months now so it's getting a little bit colder and uh, the dark the, the nights are drawing in a bit darker but i do hope that you're finding time to go out with your ponies and just spending a bit of time with them so enjoy every single moment i hope you have a great week with your horse and i'll speak to you soon 